You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56, where today we consider one relationship that affects all others, our relationship with ourself and how we think. In the last few episodes, 54, for example, The Greatest Obstacle to Relationships, and then again, episode 55, How to Overcome Our Greatest Relationship Obstacle, We talked about the relational disease of self-centeredness and how we can be cured of it by letting God transform us into a new person by changing the way we think. The cure comes from the Apostle Paul, who wrote in Romans 12, too, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How we think affects our behavior. It affects our emotions and how we relate to other people. How we think affects everything. In this episode, I'll be sharing several examples of how this works so that you can get an idea of how changing your thinking could transform you into a new person, the person God wants you to be. So listen in. One way God changes the way we think is by bringing into our lives people who disagree with us, who think differently than we do. A recent example is my 16-year-old grandson, Nathan. He was the listener I mentioned in a recent episode from South Carolina who disagreed with my view of the Princess Diana relationship quote of that week, the one where she says, I don't go by a rule book because I lead from the heart, not the head. Now, Nathan is not a disagreeable person at all. We agree on most things. But he isn't afraid to challenge my thinking from time to time. I really like that about him. It takes strength of character to offer an opinion different from someone else and then to back it up with sound reasoning like Nathan did. People who think differently from the way we think is a tool that God uses to transform us into the best version of ourselves. Another transformation by changing how we think is an example from a doctor friend of mine, Dr. Timothy Allen. He emailed to me an article that he wrote and had published recently in a medical magazine, and it's entitled His Journey into Addiction Medicine. I'll read to you just a couple of excerpts from the article. He begins by saying, When I entered my family medicine residency, I had a cohort of marijuana-smoking pregnant women to care for. They drove me crazy. Many nights I would come home to my wife and tell her, if I ever really hate myself, I will figure out a way to treat adolescent obstetric addiction. Wow, that's how he felt about these women. He said, I would ask my professors for help and direction in caring for these women, and generally I received only shrugs and funny looks in return. So here he is with these patients that irritate him. 
But then something changed in 2014. He writes, When I saw a young woman in my office who had been my patient since she was in second grade, she was now in high school and had gotten into trouble, started using drugs, and she was now pregnant and on heroin. He wanted to help her, but it was difficult finding help. He called around trying to find a a clinic that could treat her with methadone and other medications, but uh, none were to be found. He went on to say that, frustrated that I could not find help for this girl, I did further searching and found that if I took an eight-hour online course, I could uh, start prescribing uh, medication uh, for her. And so that's what he did. He said, I went home and logged onto the internet and spent the next eight hours learning the basics and then started her on um, Suboxone the next day. Well, that, that is so Tim, my friend, Dr. Timothy Allen. Well, that was quite a change, quite a transformation in, in his thinking from looking at them as just really being irritated to investing himself in additional training to care for them. Well, what brought about this transformation? He goes on to say in the article uh, the following, Dr. Allen says, there is a special sort of condemnation for women who, quote, don't care enough about their babies to stop using drugs. And then he says, I wondered how Jesus would care for these women. And I thought of Matthew 25, 40. And I realized that pregnant, addicted women would definitely qualify as the least of these that's quoted in that verse. And I'll read that verse to you, Matthew 25, 40. And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. What I see in this story is how God transformed Tim, uh, Tim's thinking by using the gospel, by using scripture. Tim let God speak to him through the words of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, where he says, when you did it to the least of, of these, my brothers and sisters, you're, you were doing it to me. And that's one important way that God can transform us by the way we think in using Scripture. You'd have to know Tim to know that that is just built into his DNA. He just truly wants to do what God wants to do for him and for the world. And he bases that all on Scripture and God speaking to him through Scripture. Well, that's the second example of how God can transform us by changing the way we think, by using the gospel. The third and final example of how God can transform us into a new person by changing the way we think is in the area of forgiveness. Specifically in this story that I'm going to share is about how I came to forgive my parents. I've written about this in my book, Them, and I think I mentioned it in a prior podcast. But in a nutshell, the story goes like this. I was a 19-year-old college freshman, and I was coming home uh, into Milwaukee where we lived uh, for a long weekend, and I was sitting near the back of the bus on a Greyhound bus, and we were on the crest of a hill coming into the city, and I could see the skyline 
the lighted skyline of, of our town of Milwaukee. And at that moment, on the crest of that hill, I could feel the strong sense God speaking to me, not audibly, but really speaking to my heart about my growing up and about my attitude toward my parents. Uh, I, I wasn't bitter. I was just basically depressed at how I had been raised. They made a lot of mistakes. But I heard God in a very gentle, non-audible voice say to me, you know, they, uh, they, they really did the best they could. You know, you, you certainly deserved better. They, they shouldn't have treated you the way they did. But they were doing the best they could. You know, you were their first kid. They didn't have any role models for how to raise a family. Uh, they had baggage uh, coming into parenthood that you weren't aware of. They had a lot of obstacles that they had to deal with. And they, they tried, you know, and, and they got better as they raised uh, your brother and sisters. So uh, why, don't, why don't you just cut them a little bit of slack? Because... They really did the best they could. Well, all of a sudden, something just really lifted from my heart. And I was, you know, not really looking forward to coming home, and yet I was looking forward to coming home. I had this ambivalence. And and, and once I had God speak to me uh, with, this, with this very profound thought about forgiving them, cutting them some slack, uh, it really lifted something from my heart. It really, it really, uh, it really did change me, and it changed the way I think. It changed my thinking by first penetrating my heart. Penetrating my heart changed my thinking, which in turn changed my behavior toward my parents. Things got a lot better for me once once I accepted what God was trying to tell me. The Spirit of God transformed me that night by changing the way I think. The main point in these three stories is about the phrase, let God, that Paul talks about in Romans 12. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It's all about God. And we can only have changed thinking if we let God do his work in our lives. We have to be willing to allow God's agenda to supersede our own. But it's a sacrifice to relinquish control of our lives to God. And Paul mentions that in the very first verse of Romans 12. It's a sacrifice to be willing to change how we think. Well, If you forget everything else, here's the one thing I hope that you remember from today's episode. It's this. We don't have to try harder to become the person God wants us to be. We just need to give up control. We just need to allow God to change us by using other people, by using scripture, and by using his spirit to change us in whatever way he chooses. What can you do to respond to today's show? What can we all do? First of all, ask ourselves, how would we like to change? What transformation would we like to see take place in our life? And are we willing to make the sacrifice 
of relinquishing control of our life to God so he can bring about the transformation that we desire. Imagine what your life would be like if you just let God do the work of transforming you, especially in the area of your relationships. I'd be interested in knowing your thoughts about today's episode, and you can share them in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes, or you can send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. And now for our relationship quote of the week. Go out and make friends with people who don't look like you. I'll say that again. Go out and make friends with people who don't look like you. One of the reasons I love this quote is from the person who said it, and uh, it comes to us from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. For those of you that aren't uh, basketball fans, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the greatest basketball players ever to have lived. He was the number one draft choice of the Milwaukee Bucks back in the 1970s. And he played here for about five years, and he wanted out. He wanted the big city, and so the Bucks traded him to the Los Angeles Lakers, where he finished out his career and won tons of championships, like he did the one year uh, in, in Milwaukee. The thing I like about this quote is that it reflects uh, the transformation in his life that's apparent to anyone who lives in our area. Uh, when he came out of college from UCLA, there was just a lot of angst about him. He was a, a troubled young man, and uh, you know, he didn't quite fit into to our town and uh, didn't get along with the press all that well. Uh, but then after he traded, uh, after he was traded, he um, he, he kind of mellowed, uh, and he. It's amazing how often he does come back uh, to Milwaukee. And I, I like this particular quote that, that he just said quite recently. He was speaking to a civic group. Go out and make friends with people who don't look like you. You know, in his case, uh, you know, he's seven foot one, seven foot two maybe. You know, for him, look for shorter people. Look for younger people. I think he's 73 now. Uh, look for people with a thick head of hair. He's bald. And, uh, oh, yeah, while you're at it, look for people of a different race and skin color. I think he was speaking to a, a civic group about uh, racial diversity. Go out and make friends with people who don't look like you. What a, what a great way of thinking. And you can just see how, how uh, his thinking has changed. And his, because of his thinking, he's, he's changed uh, into just a kind of an endearing kind of person, which is so different than the way he was when he first uh, joined the Bucks in the NBA. And how, how refreshing and how counter to the behavior and customs of this world when he makes a statement, go out and make friends with people who don't look like you. I find that really comforting. You know, if, if this idea resonates with you to go out and make friends with people who don't look like you, you might want to check out episode 43 of this podcast. It's entitled, uh, Thankful for People Different from Me. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's all for today, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye for now.